Love this podcast? Support it and sponsor today. Simply head to OzCastNetwork.com for details. How powerful is the Cox Network? So powerful that one day, the internet will let your doctor perform miracles from thousands of miles away. Connecting to remote operating room. Giving a whole new meaning to the term house call. Operation complete. The Cox Network. With gig speeds everywhere, it's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, bringing us closer. In Cox serviceable areas, speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms apply. Other restrictions may apply. There's three sides to every story. There's my side, your side, and the truth. Which Kelly are you? Edward. People call me Ned. I photograph what my conscience asks me to. Mad Max 2. It's my kind of movie. Shut up! Shut up! Your friend can't come back, Sarge. Oh, he's disabled. I'm this carer. You're blind. He's an equal opportunity employer. The kids who are sick cannot do the hip-hop anymore. G'day, folks, and welcome to another episode of The Curb. My name's Andrew Pearce, and this is the podcast that takes a look at Australian culture, life, films, movies, everything. This podcast is proud of the recorded on the lands of the Wajak people of Perth region, and Arapaio respects their elders both past, present, and emerging. On this particular episode, I catch up with filmmaker, musician, award-winning musician, that is, uh, Damon Smith, to talk about his documentary, Mental is Everything, which is going to be screening at the Melbourne Documentary Film Festival in person. The screening will be on the 28th of July at 6.15pm at Cinema Nova, and I believe the session is close to selling out or has sold out. Uh, So head over to mdff.org.au to find out more details about that. And I believe if it's sold out, there might be an extra screening on the 1st of August. Um, Nonetheless, I really enjoyed this interview. And usually I would do a little bit of editing and making sure things sound a little bit tidy and neat and all this kind of stuff uh, when I put these particular interviews up. But for this one... Um, it's probably the most unique uh, way of opening an interview, which I didn't expect at all. Um, I jump into the Skype uh, session that I'd already uh, sent over to Damon for the interview, and there he is, uh, tinkering away on his piano, uh, which you'll hear as, as this particular interview opens up, which I thought was the most apt way of opening this particular interview. And then from there, we talk about mental health. We talk about his film, Mental is Everything. We talk about being a musician. We talk about life in COVID and things like that. It's a pretty open, frank discussion, which I really enjoyed doing. Uh, I really enjoy these kinds of things. And as you'll hear, um, I never know what to expect when I I, I talk to people. Uh, I watch their films. I do a bit of research. I understand who they are as a person, uh, what kind of intrigues them as a person. And then I jump into doing the interview and we see what goes from there. I don't tend to write down questions or anything like that. I have a bunch of ideas in my mind that I really want to talk about, and then I go from there. And hopefully that's what you get from this particular discussion, this interview here. Um, I really enjoyed it, and I hope that you do too. Now, as Damon mentioned, he is hopefully going to be in Perth next week. I have recorded this on the 12th of July. Next week will be the 19th of July, so if that's the case and you're in Perth and you listen to this and you're interested then head along to his shows and listen to some wonderful piano work there. If not, in about 
two and a half weeks, head over to Melbourne Documentary Film Festival again on 28th of July to catch this film. And if it's sold out, it'll be the 1st of August that you'll be able to catch another session if it goes on. mdff.org.au is the place to check it out. All right, let's jump into the interview. Oh, hello. Hello. <laughs> that was quite go? wonderful. I was just happy to sit there and be like, if this is the interview, I'll be very happy. This is lovely. <laughs> uh, thank you very much. Your, the, the iPad is on top of a beautiful grand piano because I'm in the studio today. So there you have it. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. You're, are you in Melbourne at the moment? I am in Melbourne, yeah. I'm in Collingwood today. A lucky safe Melbourne. That's good. That's good to Where, hear. Whereabouts are you? I'm in Perth. Little old Perth. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, we're apparently supposed to be getting a storm of dissentry today, so, you know, but it's... That sounds like something at a point of break. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) but it's bright and sunny outside, and I'm like, okay, you know, last time we had a a reported storm of dissentry, everybody was posting memes of fallen over chairs and stuff like that, so I'm expecting that to happen later on. (laughs) I mean, I'm going to be in Perth uh, on the 23rd, so actually next Tuesday, I think I'm coming over. Um, Oh, nice. I have some shows over there, the theatre stuff I do, but I just don't know whether I should book the bloody ticket because it's frightening. What if something happens? I've got this screening like three days after I get back. It's uh, it's so so confusing, isn't it? Um, it you is. Know, especially, I know that there's going to be a media thing. I've been, you know, I follow it all and stuff like that, but there's apparently going to be a media thing this afternoon for Victoria. The COVID commissioner is going to be talking, so... Hopefully you'll know right. a bit more then, um, but yeah, yeah geez. it's mad. Like we've just had the Revelation Film Festival here and a whole bunch of people were supposed to come across from Sydney and then of course they couldn't do that and That's right. it's crazy. And then we've got Cinefest Oz in uh, August and who knows what's going to happen with that. Like how do you even manage? How do you get people who are like, you're going to be screening, we're going to be screening your film. How do we, yeah, it's just, it's insane. Yeah. <laughs> You've got learn, learning. I'm learning to ride the COVID waves. Uh, it's happening, but it's it's hard work. The amount of money and and sort of exuberance and gusto that flies out of the window because you've you've really got to. It's just I don't feel like rehearsing for my shows next week because I don't know if I'm going to be there or not. So I'm like, do I put six hours of a day into it? It's. I mean, that's the least of my problems or anyone's problems, but... Well, yeah, yeah, yes and no, but it's it's what you do. Like, it's your craft, it's your art. Yeah. So, therefore, yeah, it's, true. you know, you can't minimise this kind of thing because it, it it's everything, you know, to you. It's, yeah. it's what you do. Um, how has that been for you as well? Because you, you would be touring something like this around. Obviously, not the film, but well, the, actually- the, the stuff that's in the film. It's been pretty good. Last year was a write-off, um, a shitstorm, if you will, because, of course, my entire regional arts tour of mental as everything was, was canned. Um, but, you know, you got the job keeper and, and, you know, I found work in so many other places because I have my own studio, <clears throat> not here, but at my house. And so you can, you can work and do things and find new uh, jobs and new skill sets. However, to answer your question, this year has been good. I have done so many shows. We're in the middle of our regional arts tour, so we start again in October. You know, we've got something like 12 dates in October, I think, Um, all theatres. And then I just did Cabaret Festival in Adelaide, uh, which we didn't think we were going to get to. Um, 
but we did on an exemption pass and then we nearly didn't get home because that's when all the states started, started uh, going nutty. But there's still gigs, there's still plenty of gigs and I can still come in and record in studios and um, it's normal here in a way, right? Yeah, because Victoria, it's kind of, you know, you guys have been through a lot. <laughs> You've carried a yeah. lot of the weight uh, last year. So I imagine that this is kind of like you look at what's going on in New South Wales right now. It's horrible, but oh, yeah. you, know, you know what that's like in a lot of ways. Oh, first hand, you know, first hand, the, the, again, the, the waves that you sort of have to ride through. The first lockdown, probably for everyone last year, March, April, was, was pretty tough. Second lockdown, I, I learned to live with my wife and my eight-year-old kid and uh, little girl Rosie, and we just loved it. It was great. Um, we did everything from garden, play video games together and, and read and draw and play music. She plays drums and I play the bass awesome. with her. It's just brilliant. But there was a lot of depressed, depressive moments as well. Yeah, like well, there is. that's what I was going to say. Like, you know, how do you – have you been managing – um, how have you been kind of coping? This is a, it's a really important uh, subject that you're talking about and something that I resonate with a lot. You know, I've got depression, I've got anxiety, I have an autoimmune right. disorder, which is very hard to explain to people, just like a lot of these illnesses that people live with. And so I sat yeah. there and I was like, this is ticking all the boxes. <laughs> like, I understand all of this. Yeah. Um, but how has it been for you? Well, this year with the bipolar condition has been interesting. Um, I felt pretty good, and the OCD, obsessive compulsive disorder, those tics or ritualistic behaviours, if you will, they happen all the time. You know, they happened before I did this call, and they've been happening all day. I had a brass section in here; they were happening to me while the section was playing my parts. It's it's consistent all the time. Um, so I've learnt to sort of work with that. As I mentioned, my totalitarian leader in my head that tells me how to do it, when to do it, and what will happen to me if I don't do it. But the bipolar thing, as I also mentioned in the film and I say on stage, it's, I have nothing to say about it really because it's just an absolute shit of a thing and mm. um, it affects more people around me when I'm going through particular things. Um, but again, to answer your question easily, it's been a pretty good year because I've been busy. I've had this... Um, Un, I didn't think anything would happen with this film. I'm really, really proud of it because it's my first film. Um, I see it as a whole, uh, as a professional YouTuber has just put a bunch of his clips together. That's sort of how it feels like to me. And I'm not a professional YouTuber, but I people are now calling me a filmmaker in these interviews, and that's interesting because I'm a professional musician. Um, so I think that's helped me with my mental health. But having said that, tomorrow I might just reach that place like we all do, um, people that don't have labels or disorders can still experience poor mental health. Of course, mm. that's the whole point. Um, but, yeah, I realised this morning that I hadn't been taking one of my pills and that was interesting because I've been away with my friends and family doing gigs, recording the film, and suddenly I realised I'm four days I haven't taken it and it just blew my mind. I thought, oh, my God, that's the problem if you have a disorder that you need medication for is because if you don't take it, you go, I feel fine. This is yep. bullcrap. What's going on? And then suddenly, you know, you enter the pit of hell and, and it's a two-week thing until your pills start again. Um, yeah. That, but, yeah, I don't know. That's that a... climb out of it is hard, isn't it? It's like, it, it is, <laughs> it's difficult. I mean, for me, like, I, I take medication in the morning, 
but I've also got a diabetic cat. I have a dog who's on Prozac, uh, you uh, know, and I've got dogs with slip discs. So I've got, you know, I've got to make sure that all of these other people have, well, all these other animals have all their, their treatment as well. And then often, yeah. you know, it gets to my one and I go, well, I've done everybody else's and you forget that you've, you know, you forget to take your own. And then, yeah. You're like, you're like Nurse Ratchet out of yeah. <laughs> just dispelling, you know, giving pills to all the... Yep, yep, exactly. Wow. Prozac <laughs> to the dog. Jeez. Yeah, he's a chihuahua. He's a little bit of a stress head. So, you know, um, I learn a lot about anxiety from him too, you know. Yes, yeah. yeah. It, it pops up in different ways. And that's one of the things which I like is you break down the different types of anxiety. You, you talk about kind of how everybody kind of feels different ways and it's yeah. not so much a it's not so much a destigmatization but it's just a it's an in, informing people of you know look you may do a a, a, a you know a, a quiz on facebook or something like that and you think that you've yeah. got ocd but it's actually not the case how, how important for you was that to kind of just be like no guys let's dispel what you're reading online this is what it actually is well, I guess it's as important to me as it is to someone who maybe has a history, you know, with World War Two, and hears someone say, "I'm a, I'm a grammar Nazi" or something, or, or hear something else, you know, these these words that we hear that we think they shouldn't be circulating. It feels a bit like that to me, um, in a different zone. But I mean, the OCD thing, as I say, it's if you're going to say and you know. Um, and go with that thread, at least understand that you're grammatically incorrect because you're saying when you expand that acronym, you can't say I'm so obsessed with compulsive disorder. But um, I think that, yeah, it, it is. it was important for me to get, to get that across. And then I noticed that a lot of other people were starting to talk about that, a book I read. So there's a lot of us saying don't run around and say stuff like that, you know. And it, it works with all, people say all sorts of things, you know, my, my friends acting bipolar or whatever. And, you know, there's certain, we can't tread on everything. We need to understand that we say things and I say offensive things, you know, a lot. I have done in my life and you just have to work around it, listen to, you know, to what people are saying and try and respect it. Um, but it's, you know, it's a bit different with the bipolar thing again, because with OCD, there is, and I could get stood on by saying this, but there is a component of it that is pretty funny because most of the people that have come across mine, when I tell them what I'm doing, if they're wondering why I'm spinning in circles or tapping things and then doing it in a mathematical fashion, they they never say, oh, man, that must be terrible. It's always a joke and a bit of a party afterwards about Oh wow! So if I move this pencil, will that piss you off? And you know, so you just talk them through it, and this is how I actually feel, and it's debilitating a lot of the time. I mean, I've been fired from so many jobs when I wasn't a, a full-time musician, which I have been for years now. But I used to do a job and just rock up late, and it was, in all honesty, it was just me trying to make these. You know, sometimes I had to drive around the block three times, and if I drove over something and it felt like a little bump, I would think, have I just hit someone? And I'd have to go back and check. Mm. And then when I drive off, I've, I'm a block away and I still have to go back and check. And then I'm, my brain says, you need to do that seven times um, or your wife will die in a car crash. And then I think, my wife's in the car today as well. Oh, my God. So it's a, it's a debilitating thing. Sometimes you just want to stay at home and, I don't know, watch the collection of diehard films or something, get your head off it. It's, it's crazy. 
Yeah. So how do you deal with that then? How do you how do you break yourself out of those kinds of things? You just have to do the seven trips around to make sure that bump wasn't a person. Yeah, I did uh, for a long time, for years and years and years, and it's uh, put stress on relationships and all sorts of things. And um, I feel proud that I've come forward. I've worked on things a little bit with my OCD. It's like the OC OCD song, OHCD song yeah. we have in the film. I'm, I'm sort of having this conversation with Kenneth, the totalitarian leader in my head, and saying, just give me some things to do each day and I'll do them and then let me sort of get on with the day. And it works because it's my brain we're talking about and my mind. And I think um, that's what I do. Now I tend, I get up in the morning, I put my shoes and socks on three times each, sometimes more. Um, but now I do the ritualistic behaviours as I'm functioning to prevent him from telling me to do another one. So it's sort of moved into another phase. Um, but then, of course, sometimes it just comes out of the blue. But I don't feel like I'm as uh, high-functioning as I used to be as far as uh, – I don't like to use the word bad, but I'm not um, as OCD as I used to. Yeah, used yeah. To... yeah. So being a full-time musician, how do you how do you kind of squeeze in becoming a filmmaker as well? Was that, was that ever in your mind that you'd become – a filmmaker like you, you you're still becoming comfortable with the, the word the name it's a bit like somebody writing yeah. a book and saying well, am i an author now <laughs> you are yes <laughs> yeah well that that's true well it's funny you mentioned that as well i mean since i've been a kid i've been writing a book and books and i've i used to grab uh cameras off my friends or families we'd go away and uncle david or someone would have a camera so i would can i borrow that you know and i would make little films and i had vhs tapes everywhere and so I think I've always done that. Last year with COVID, I've always made, if you go to my YouTube channel, there's some of the most ridiculous little two to five minute clips on there. And I also profiled a lot of people with the show when I had depression once. So I did an online thing on YouTube, um, which was called The Night Sky is a Jewelry Store Window, which was just people performing in my studio. And it's actually, the majority of them are beautiful, you know, because it was my space. I'm a sound engineer. I got the sound and then I just used the cameras. And it was really amazing. I'm very proud of that. So I think, like my wife said recently, it's just been a progressive thing. Of course I was going to make a close to full length thing at some point. Um, and because we couldn't do the tour this year, uh, it came about physically by Regional Arts Victoria saying there may be some money to try and put together a COVID safe plan um, so if the tour doesn't happen, we can present the theatres and the performing arts centres with this. And so that's what happened. But I said, I don't just want to record the show because I could do that with my iPhone. I want to make a film. So that's where I got some people together. The animator got in there and did some work. And that was his first time animating ever. He'd never wow. animated. And, and he draws for me for different projects. And I said, you've, you've got to do this. Just get on Procreate and work it out. And now he's studying it based on, he got in based on one of the animations in this film. So That's excellent. Yeah, it looks cool. awesome. It's really cool. I love the, the sequences early on where you, you're sitting on different things and stuff and then you've got the giant cat next to you as well. It's really, it's really interesting. Yeah, <laughs> I had to learn how to use green screen for all that stuff. And um, wow, that was, I think I had half a bottle of wine when I, by the time I got to the cat bit, um, but I just love that sort of stuff. You know, it sort of reminds me of almost like a poor man's mighty boost or the goodies. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Meets something topical. It's crazy. It's a little bit disarming as well. 
you know, because of the topic that you're talking about, it's not just somebody standing there going, well, mental health is this. It is, yeah. it's, it, it actually engages the viewer and engages the audience in a way which, yeah. um, you know, I've, I've, I've watched a lot of films about um, mental health and things like that. And so often they are just kind of talking heads documentaries and they're still effective and important, but I think the message here clicks in a little bit more. Um, was that ever kind of a conscious thing when you were deciding on those sequences? Well, I, I if I mean, yeah, I think so, because when I'm in a conversation, generally speaking, and I'm getting better at this, but I tend to use humour as the thing to hide how anxious and nervous I am. Um, and I know that I pick up friends because they like my zest and they think I'm funny, but after spending two days with me, they probably hate me because I, I'm just consistently you know, uh, cracking jokes. And I think that's just a part of me that I need to understand. Mm. And whether it's good humour or poor humour, or as a a reviewer of our show said recently, in our first pretty bad review said um, it ran out of steam pretty quickly and it became a bunch of dad jokes. That's sort of my life, really. Um, But I think that, yeah, I think that that's just what I, how how it came about with the cat and with the sitting on the unicorn. you know, I was just sitting on a piano stool like this at home and I hit the piano stool and now it looks like I'm hitting the unicorn. So it was an exploration in green screen for me as well. Um, but, you know, basically I don't want to do a talking heads thing with everything in the film, um, such was the bipolar bit. You know, I used that uh, unusual looking, what is it, like a silhouette, how yeah. it goes forward and pans back. And... I don't know how to make that effect. I couldn't tell you right now how I did that. It's just sitting in there, you know, and playing with it. That's what I've always done that with sound. And, and editing video is the greatest fun someone can have, I think. It is, it's, it's either you're there or you're not. And sure, everyone edits things these days, but you can either get it right or wrong. The, the fact that you can turn your head and then pick it up from another angle, it's just that. It can be bad or good within like a millisecond. It's incredible. And yeah. that's where it came about, just experimenting and, yeah, going from there. Yeah. What's the reaction been like with regional shows? Because, you know, a lot of the, I guess from my perspective, living in like the, the metro area, um, there is a lot of support and a lot of uh, discussion, open discussion about mental health and, and different things. And, and we often hear about the regional areas not having enough support, not having enough discussion and things like that. Yeah. How's that been? There um, some great questions here, by the way. Really, really cool to answer. The regional tours, um, some of them are really tough. Yeah. I play other – I have other shows that I've written and co-written, and most of them are, as I said, I'm coming to Perth to, to do a show about piano playing next week. But most of them are my, my attempt of humour and playing, and they're, they're always very entertaining and, and they're fast-paced. So when I return to some of these performing arts centres or community centres with this program, with the, my long-term friend, drummer that I use also from Perth, Adam Code, we're up there and we have to scratch our heads sometimes because people will say, well, this isn't, this isn't the Sun record show that you do, which is, I wear the hat, which is I have this show here. Right. So they often, we've seen them wearing the hats to our shows and they, they have said, this isn't that. And I say, well, it's definitely not that, and nor did I intend it to be, to be that. Um, and in fact, it's interesting they say that because doing a show like Mental is Everything, the self, the fulfilling 
uh, feeling you get out of, out of talking about this stuff in front of an audience to people that don't really even want to hear it a lot of the time, that is so much greater than me going up there and playing piano and telling a dad joke. So um, it's been an interesting uh, concept. And then sometimes you have an, old, an older person, a baby boomer perhaps, come up and I think, here we go. They're not going to really, they're just going to talk about how my piano playing was really great and fast and snazzy, but they won't mention the other stuff. Um, but occasionally you get people come up and they really, well, more than occasionally you get uh, people come up and really dig in. Uh, recently I had a guy, to give an example um, of the former, he comes up all the way from the back of the hall and I thought, oh, here comes a guy who's really eager to talk to us. And he said, oh, Damon, I saw your performance there and uh, by crikey. Um, I had to ask you, um, I hope you don't think I'm being forward, but uh, do you know anything about piano stools? Because I need to buy one. And I'm like, oh, you know, like, so it's, it's one of those things where I didn't get anything out of him of the show. And I felt, I felt really pissed off to be honest. And I am, cause you know, you're an artist. Yeah. And so I went out into the audience and a lady came up to me who was in her fifties and she gave me a big hug, and, and I'm not really a huggy guy, but she did, and that was really warm and beautiful. And she said, I have bipolar too. And I said, right. And she said, I just thought what you said, and she just went on about how I had, you know, she said I was brave, which I don't really like the term brave, uh, you know, but she, her and I had this incredible conversation, and she has lived her whole life with bipolar 1 disorder. Um when she said I have bipolar too, I was confused because, but she was saying she also lives with a bipolar disorder. I have bipolar too uh, myself. But so she was telling me all these stories, and um, it was just so beautiful. The juxtapositioning between Mr. Piano Stool Man, who was a lovely chap, and this lady was unbelievable. Um, but then you do a cabaret festival, or you do a younger audience, and they're totally with you because they've spent money to come you know, as opposed to a community forming arts centre saying, come and see this, it's about mental health. Um, but generally it's hard to sell as well. It's very hard to sell this show. Um, you can sell out 500 seaters uh, or even 1,000 seaters with my other shows. This one is tough. It's You average at about between 80 and 120 people. Um, and I think that's the same reason why we can't get a lot of press for it. I think that the stigma really does exist. Mm. And... Um, that's the irony is that's why we're doing it. So it's it's been interesting. Yeah, I mean, I like my day job, I work in public health and my experience like talking to my uh, colleagues and my manager about um, anxiety and depression and there is that feeling that it's like, like bless her support and all this kind of stuff. They try and there is a, a, an understanding of... Um, oh, there's something wrong, but I don't entirely know what to do. So, you know, my colleague and I, who I talk about uh, anxiety and she has depression and, um, you know, we've mentioned that, you know, in discussion to try and help kind of encourage the discussion. And yeah. so almost weekly, a manager will be like, oh, don't forget there's mindfulness classes that you can go to. And it's like, well, that's that's nice, but, <laughs> you know, mindfulness yeah. only goes so so far and all this kind of stuff. And um Support is good, but it's uh, it's an understanding and, and giving a space to be able to, uh, you know, live with that anxiety, live with the depression, live with the the OCD or the bipolar or whatever is going on with us. That that yeah. is the difficult thing to achieve because I think, absolutely, yeah, 
I think for a lot of people, we, you know, they don't either recognize that they might have something going on or they just live a, you know, quote unquote, normal life and um, can't fathom that somebody else might be different. So it makes it really hard. (laughs) It's really, really hard. Yeah. Well, yeah, and there's a lot of men uh, in particular, um, and I know this as a male, I think, because I've spent a lot of time with them and myself, we sometimes find it hard to really tell people how we feel. I really think that men are not the big, brave, strong, uh, tough guys that I think um, we are sort of told to be a lot of the time and end up being. I actually think that we're often little boys that that can't get past a particular age. It's really weird. I mean that respectively, but I think that we are way more sensitive than what people think. Mm. And it's it's that that feeling of, hey, we're meant to be like this, so therefore you cannot tell someone that you feel sad about this or you're experiencing something. Um, and the, the points, you make some great points there, and the one something I take from that also for myself is I've noticed that you can see the authenticity in talking to someone like you or, or hopefully myself or other people mm. um, as opposed to the fact that, yes, there's big organisations and smaller organisations and everyone in the middle, the AFL, they're doing their bit and they're talking about mental health, but often it's because they're obliged to put 12% of that into yeah. their programming, what have you. Um, and you feel that because they they do certain things. But we need people to stand up. A football player, it'd be great for footy players and other players to stand up off their own back and say, this is bad, I should say, this is how I feel and, and this is how it's making my life at the moment. And it, it's important for people to understand. Mm, yeah, definitely. I've taken up a whole heap of your time and I really appreciate it. I think it's been a really interesting discussion. Um, but one of the things I want to kind of uh, wrap up on is one of the most important things, which is support and friendship. And of course, you're talking about your partner and your daughter and that's that's a great support there. But I want to talk about your your creative partner, Adam. How yeah. How is that journey with him? How, is, how has it been kind of creating um, music and, and events and things like that with him? What's that like, been like? I, I love that you asked that because Adam hasn't got much of a shoe-in with this part of our show and even the mental is everything, stage show, um, cabaret shows is often more about me and, and he actually steals the show sometimes according to audiences with his music and his charm and so he should. And I think that with this, yeah, he, he, he our, our relationship is really good Um it's very interesting. We're so open. Sometimes we'll get in a car together and you'll just feel this energy. I don't know what it is. And so we don't talk for a while and then we do. But if we feel something, there's a cat there. Yeah, there's my cat. Sorry. <laughs> He's just going to walk across the screen So um, and my of keyboard course. and everything. He kind of does that sometimes. I'm terribly sorry <laughs> to interrupt you there. It's like a, it's like a very <laughs> organic fade to black, isn't yeah. it? You know, segue to the next. He has no no understanding of what's going on whatsoever. Yeah, well, so it's a cat. Yeah, um, <laughs> our cat's the same. Yeah, I think we have a great relationship, and we can really read each other well. And um, and he sometimes knows that I'm in a particular place, and and he gets playful with that. He's a very cheeky individual. Adam is, um, but they you know, I so am I. But the thing with him, we've had our relationship has been at the point where. 
we haven't really wanted to work with each other at times. And then it's at the point where we understand that we work so well together. Him and I, him on drums and myself on piano, um, we can really take a room and, and I know exactly what he's doing and he knows when I'm about to do something. He watches my shoulders and I can see his movements. We have something very special. And a lot of people I knew were more than likely alarmed when I said I was going to do a show with him because we didn't always get along. You know, we get along as friends, but there were things that... And those things that stopped us from getting along usually came down to our, to our own mental health. And, um, and he would totally agree with me on that. And now we adjust. I feel like we're, we're such great buddies. Um, and it's a beautiful feeling, you know, that we go out on the road. We never bicker. We have meals together. We have our own space in the hotels. Um, then we catch up. And it's just it's great. He's, he's an extremely talented person. The world will never know the talents that that guy has. Um, He's just really amazing. He he can play all the instruments, but he has this knack for songwriting, but more for really threading music together as a composer. Yeah. Um, and I think we work really well together. I'm, I'm very lucky to have him on this project. No yeah. one else could do this with me. Yeah, I like. I really like the the sequences where you're talking, and um, as odd as this might sound, just the shots of you two just walking along that that corridor of trees, and you can actually feel like the the tangible bond that you two have together just in those moments so it's nice to see that yeah. because you know i think that i think that for a lot of guys um we may have a group of friends or we may have one friend that we spend a lot of time with but it's even if we've known them for our whole entire lives being open with that person is really hard <laughs> oh yeah we talk about everything you know the mind boggles um people would be blown away by the things we talk about i think that's a really good thing though and and it's uh, it's interesting because we really do have that chemistry and um, sometimes we don't even say anything for a couple of hours. It's like a married couple in a lot of ways. Um, I've been with Brenda for nearly 25 years, so I feel the similar energy with Adam in some ways. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's, it's very cool. Yeah, yeah. So the screening's coming up soon. Um, of course, as you mentioned before, you're coming to Perth and then hopefully heading back home safely and all this kind of stuff. Are you doing Q&A and yeah. stuff like that? as well yeah we're doing q a with a guy over here that i've already done an interview with um peter kraus oh yeah he's uh, great yeah yeah he was so cool and like yourself and he um we had this chat and he's going to do the q a for 15 minutes uh and i think the film's sold out or close to sold out they're going to do another screening on the first of august and then there's going to be something else so i hope to push it around other places for screenings um it's just what do we do now do we take the show places next year or do we just push the screening because i like the idea of the thing is done push that out there yeah. get a performance fee and just watch it happen. <laughs> you know going there and talking is fabulous but we can do both now yeah. which is really cool and cover more ground um so it's a good thing i'm so so lucky that i have this this new conduit for this product yeah. and we have our music out now we're about to put up the actual cd of it on to spotify and everything as well um, and then we're going to do a podcast, hopefully, at some point when we get some time. Awesome. Is there a place that people can go to to check all of this out as well, to keep up to date? Is your Facebook page the best yeah, place? Or? Yeah, Facebook or Instagram. Uh, Instagram, we have about 40 followers. I've only started it, um, so it'd be great to get some support on that. It'd be brilliant. Um, mentalaseverything.com is our website. I need to update that. Um, and then we have our own Facebook, and Mental as Everything is on Facebook too. Um, 
Yeah. I wanted to ask you, but yeah. what did you – you seem like a transparent and honest <laughs> individual. What did you think of the film? You've obviously seen so many films and this is, you know, something you've done. I really enjoyed it. I don't know if you've seen the documentary um, Happy Sad Man, but it feels um, – that came out a few years ago. Um, it feels like a really perfect companion piece to that because that right. is about uh, – it's directed by Genevieve Bailey and it's about these four guys who – appear as regular people but they all had their own kind of problems and and things like that and um and this kind of played like a a yes and to that particular film i love that film a lot and i think that this is a really wonderful companion piece to that because it is just that as i was saying before it's that frank open discussion it's it's kind of disarming in a way that um a lot of these documentaries aren't because you know, as as you've got the disclaimer at the beginning, we're talking about some serious issues here and issues that do have people who end up taking their lives or end up in, you know, really bad circumstances because of what's going yeah. on. And yet the problem that I find with a lot of the films is that they tend to lean into how dour that all is. Like the sadness is going to be the thing that's going to change everything. And it's like, well, no, yeah, right. because I live with depression. I live with anxiety. I am not defined by that. And this film, I think what Mental is Everything does is it shows that, you know, if you've got OCD, if you've got bipolar, if you're anxious, if you're depressed, whatever's going on, you're not defined by that and you are who you want to be. And you can't let that to uh, be who you are as a person. And that's what I really enjoyed. I found it amusing. I found it um, really entertaining. I I love the music. And it's beautifully shot as well. Uh, uh, You know, I think that it's a a really lovely looking film. Um, The use of animation is wonderful as well. So, yeah. Yeah. You've got a winner on your hands here, I think. Yeah. Yeah, great. Thanks. Well, I mean, I don't know what we do with it now. I think just continue on you know, film freeway and some of these industry things to try and get it into festivals. But um, it can be an expensive process. So oh, can, um, yeah. I'll do a couple of them and, and go out there. It's bad enough in the in my music industry, you know, it costs a lot of money to do a record and put it out there. And um, so, but yeah, I'm pretty excited about following this up with something, you know? Yeah. It'd be great. Well, as you should be, it's, you know, it's, it's a piece of work that you, you should be proud of. And that's important. I think that's the thing is that, um, you know, you're a filmmaker now. (laughs) Like, even if you never make another film in your life, you will always be a musician and a filmmaker, you know, and that's, that's something to be really proud of. You've got something to be able to point to people and say, okay, look, I'm, I'm putting on some shows here in Victoria. You're in WA. I tell you what the show that I'm going to be putting in Victoria is going to be the same kind of thing. Here is, here is the, the movie version of it, that kind of thing. So it's wonderful. Yeah. 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 Well, I say cheekily, I am an award-winning musician and you never know, I might be an award-winning filmmaker. One day. <laughs> um, not that that means anything, but uh, hey, it looks good in the, in the press release. Exactly. It, so. it does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Exactly. Well, thank you so much for your time. I, I really appreciate it. It's been a wonderful discussion. Um, uh, you know, I I often encounter, like, I do a lot of interviews. I talk to a lot of people and things like that. And uh, it's always enjoyable. I never know where the discussion's going to go. I don't have a list of questions written down. I watch the film. Yeah. I read the into like, read the information that's available and then jump in and see where it goes. And it's, I think this has taken me to some really interesting places. And I hope it's done that for you too. 
Oh, incredible. Thanks so much. No worries. Appreciate that. Yeah. I'll get this up this week and I'll send it on through to you as well. So you've got it to uh, okay, cool. send out to people and the get socials. them excited. Yeah, make sure I get it out before uh, you head over to Perth. Yeah, too. <laughs> well, yeah, even even just before the, the launch is a, or the, the screening is the 28th, Fabian, yeah. so that's fine. But, um, yeah, no, awesome. There's a, there's a few of these now. This one has been very exciting for me, so I look forward to seeing it. Awesome. Thanks, Simon. Cheers. Thank you, man. No worries. Have a good yeah, afternoon. Stay. I hope you stay safe as well over there, whatever happens in Victoria. Yeah. Well, you two in Perth, you might have someone with one, you might have one case uh, come in again. <laughs> yeah, we have a very reactionary premier, which is nice to see, but it's also sometimes yeah. it's a little bit frustrating. So, um, yeah, yeah, fingers crossed. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. All right. I'll, uh, I'll catch you soon. Cheers. All right, man. See ya. I got to work out how to turn this off. <laughs> OCD, please let me be. Right, that there was musician, filmmaker, and all-round great guy, Damon Smith, talking about his film, Mental is Everything, which is going to be screening at Melbourne Documentary Film Festival on the 28th of July, mdff.org.au for all the details. Thanks for checking this out, guys, and hopefully you enjoyed the interview as much as I enjoyed recording it. Um, make sure to head over to Damon's Facebook page, Mentals Everything, as well. I'll stick a link in the show notes. And I'll also stick a link to his Instagram page. As he said, he's got 40 followers. Let's get up. Let's get those numbers up. Get him followed on there. He's also got a really entertaining YouTube page as well, another place which I will stick a link in the show notes. And if you're interested in what I do here and uh, want to hear more interviews or maybe read some reviews or pieces or whatever, then head over to thecurb.com.au for more details. And what we're looking for is as well a little bit of support, financial support. Head over to patreon.com forward slash thecurbau. It's a little as a dollar a month. Help keeps the website nice and alive and well and happy it is an independent website there's no external funding or anything like that so it is really uh, every dollar helps a lot alright guys I hope that you're all staying safe and sound I know that the world is kind of a little bit crazy here in Australia right now and uh, it's going to be taking a bit of a strain on yourself on your, your mental health and things like that um, reach out to people if you need support Lifeline is there uh, always a great support service there as well another place which I'll seek a link in the show notes too there too um be kind to yourselves as well folks it's really important that you do that because it's a tough time right now it's a tough time uh regardless of whether you're trapped inside or out into the world or whatever like that things are changing we're in flux and it's all a little bit chaotic so we've got to be kind and supportive all right love you all guys uh i will see you on the next episode Love this podcast? Support it and sponsor today. Simply head to OzCastNetwork.com for details. Get great fall savings on all your home care and entertaining needs during the fall home care event at Safeway. Head into Safeway and get deals on products like Clorox disinfecting wipes, Swiffer wet mopping cloths, Lysol all-purpose cleaner, Swiffer wet jet mopping pads, Mr. Clean multi-surface cleaner, or Lysol power toilet bowl cleaner. Visit Safeway.com or head into your local store for more details. Offers expire October 31st. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary.